Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your powerful positive healing for life. I'm your host, Louise Schwartzwalter. I'm the creator of a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. From engaging transformational interviews, brain soul success stories, and the secrets shared by brain and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brain Soul Success Show. I'm so excited to be with Miss Erin Duffy today. Um, Erin and I are actually friends. We've worked together. Um, we've had such a stellar time working with, with events, right? And uh, oh my gosh, your work um, with guiding mid-career professionals to focus on their next act. I know that you help your clients reflect on their life experiences, and you use that right? To help them in their future life with their career options. Um, and this curated process, they develop a richer personal narrative. This well of personal stories enriches their personal brand. And then you coach them to bring those new personal insights to life with impactive delivery and stage presence. And this is your uniqueness, you know, Aaron, is because you've had 25 years of managing dual careers, you were an executive in a creative agency, um, and simultaneously, you were a singer and actor at night. So you've done all the stage work. So you combine those two passions now in your, your new career journey here um, in such an amazingly beautiful way. And I've just watched you, you know, help so many people get on stage, be able to speak, get that personal brand out there. Um, and then I love how you customize your programs. So I know that you said here, and I want to share this with our audience, that you've curated programs successfully to help those mid-career professionals rediscover the wisdom of their values, their traits, their skills, their life experiences to create their own unique personal brand. And we know how important stories are today. They're everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really are everything. So this new narrative lays claim to the richness of who they've become. And in that stage presence portion of your program, you help your clients deliver with authenticity and eloquence. You have great stage presence. And I love how you teach that. I just have to say that right up front. <laughs> it's it's a kind of amazing to watch. And it is probably that amazing career on stage. Mm -hmm. I think so. Probably. Yes. That love for being on stage, but creating that intimate connection with an audience that was mm -hmm. always so key for me as a performer, um, especially as a singer, it, it, you make that direct intimate connection with your audience. Um, you have them, they're there, they're touching your heart and, and taking that concept and taking that out, it out into business has been huge. It's, it, it allows leaders to show up in a way that, you know, they're not really taught. You're not taught that when you go to business school, when you go to college and then you enter the world, um, you know, the business world, you're not really taught how important that connection is, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one meeting or if you're getting up, you know, in front of a group, 
you know, or you're actually getting on a stage somewhere, making that connection is so, so key um, to building relationship, but also to building business. It's quite amazing. Yeah, I can see where that's correlated for sure. Um, You know, I guess the question that's coming to my mind as you say that is, you know, how do you do that? How do you help people have that presence on stage? You know, Louise, what what I've done (laughs) is such a great question. Um, And I have so much fun working with individuals, Um, you know, and, and as you know, I've worked with you know, many business professionals um, and many business leaders. And and the key really is to teach them how to tap in to really their authenticity and to tap in to who they are and to what their story's about and to be able to bring that to stage. And, you know, in this day and age, Louise, you know, especially this past year and a half, none of us have been on stage on a big real stage, but we've all had to be on this kind of stage, you know, the camera and, um, and, and that's in every walk of life. When you think about it, you know, you could be in a business meeting or you could be in a group call or doing a boot camp or doing something and it's all been on camera and the key like there's what I was able to do this past year is really take a lot what I teach people for the stage how to make that connection and how to do that on camera and one of the most simplest steps is to look directly in the camera you know Mm -hmm. um, that is like one little simple tip I can share with everybody today is you know look and find exactly where your camera is because when you look directly at that camera you could be you know you might be in a meeting with 10 people you could be in an event with a thousand people but if you're looking directly at that camera every single person listening to you thinks you're talking directly to them and you're making an individual connection with them and it it has allowed for people to realize that the camera kind of is their friend. I tell everybody, make it your friend, uh-huh. give it a name, you know, <laughs> actually see the person who is that person you want to talk to, who is your ideal client or who is your ideal person, mm-hmm. give them a face, talk directly to them because whoever's on the other side of the camera thinks you're talking directly to them. And right there, you're creating an intimate connection like nobody and it will transform your connections and your business just by taking that one simple step. Oh, that's a great tip. Yeah. You know, I actually have a hard time doing that. Yeah, because I'm looking at you. So especially when right. I Zoom, I, you know, I make connections with people and I look at the people. Right. Um, and so I'm looking directly at you. Right. And so I, it's hard for me to look at the camera. Like right now, I just shifted. If you're watching this on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm looking at the camera and I'm not looking at Aaron and it feels funny to me. Right. So and it does. And I, and, and I teach you know? people that. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, when you have like this whole, and we all seen it, we've all seen the grid of the multiple people. Um, you know, when we're in the room and we're not really presenting or talking, it is good to kind of look around at, at, at people, but when it's your turn, there is something about, making that deep connection. And we've learned that a lot, especially this past year. Connections are so, so important because we've really missed that sort of one-on-one connecting with people, grabbing coffee or Mm -hmm. having a face-to-face meeting. We've had to do a lot of this and realize when we're actually looked in the eye, 
there is like, oh, she sees me. And so we, as the presenter, when we're presenting, we have to think about that. Think about, don't think about the 1500 people that might be in that meeting with you, you know, or that, that, that event with you. Um, think about who you're trying to reach out to. Who is that person? And look them in the eye. And when you're doing this, you're on the other side, right? And you're thinking, oh, Aaron's talking directly to me. And yes. there is this, there is just, we break that wall. And my whole thing, and by the way, when I'm working with my clients on stage, mm -hmm. I actually, on the bigger stage, teach them how to do that. Because sometimes we learn when we're on stage to just talk out, you know, talk out. Uh-huh. And we do that and people hear us and they get it, but there's a way to actually create an intimate connection where everybody in that room, when you're on that big stage, thinks you're talking directly to them. And mm -hmm. that is literally by, as you're standing on the big stage, looking directly at somebody and having that point and making like whatever that sentence is you're saying or that statement and saying it directly to that person, look them straight in the eye mm -hmm. and then move to the next. You know, and I teach my clients how to do that and also how to move on stage so that they feel like they're making that connection. And it is amazing. Just those simple steps, Louise. That's so cool because it's so simple. And yet it's, it, I can see where it's powerful. I can think of times yes. I've been on stage and how that yeah. You'll be amazed that how pe people in the audience will later say, oh my God, that was the most incredible presentation or the most incredible, you know, um, story or whatever you're doing on stage, they're going to hear it differently. They're going to feel like you told it directly to them because you're making eye contact and you are connecting with your audience and they're feeling, they're feeling you, you are pulling them into you. And that is what every audience wants. They oh, really that's do. good. Pulling them yeah. to you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. you know, I know that you use, besides teaching that presence, that stage presence, whether it's on stage or on a camera, um, you also really work with people on, on getting their story. You know, mm -hmm. so um, how, how do you um, pull the story, the powerful story from them that they can then use in their business and in their branding? You know, what's interesting, Louise, is that that was how this business started, how I started Inspiration Squared. As you had said earlier in, um, in this program, you know, I came from corporate America. I was a vice president of a creative agency when I, you know, finally left. I was also a singer actor, you know, for about 25 years, I sort of managed the dual career. And I would say about two years or so before I actually made the leap out of corporate America, I had this sort of voice, I would say, inside saying, gosh, darn, I really wish I could merge these careers together. Didn't know what that meant at the time, but I just knew that I had almost plateaued in both careers. I had done everything I wanted to do, and it just wasn't as fulfilling. And, and I didn't feel like I was giving as much back. And the one thing that was the same in both careers was that idea of story. Like when I was on stage, mm -hmm. especially as a cabaret singer, because I, that, that's my, I mean, even though I've done many shows and I've been on stage and many plays, 
cabaret singing, which is all about story and song, what is really my sweet spot. That's where I just shine. And it's all about bringing that authentic story of a song to the stage, married with your own personal story. Because the more connected your story is, the more your audience will feel it, will actually be touched by it, and it will tap into their own story. So I knew story was going to be a part of whatever I was going to do next. And then as I did my, you know, I left Corporate America in 2017, and I really did a big search on, you know, what do I want to do next? And I came up with this idea about story, voice, because my belief, and it always has been my belief, when we show up in this world 100% ourselves, we have no competition. No one of can force, right? Right. Yes. And what I realized through my cabaret work, and especially the work I did in the agency, because all of that was about bringing our customer stories to life, you know, in creative agencies, that's what you're doing. But the key there is how powerful your personal stories are. When you tap into those stories, and you rediscover the golden nuggets of them, the things that really make up who you are. And some of them are lost, Louise. Some of them, we forget about them. Mm-hmm. You know, things from childhood, teenage years, you know, our 20-somethings to our adult year, years. There are things that really unique, uniquely make us who we are. And we lose those stories along the way. And when you rediscover them, they start to they start to just make you realize how unique you are. And you start to step into your power in a way like you've never done before. And you start to, your voice starts to change. And my whole goal was always if we could all find our unique voice and we find that through our stories, no one will get in our way and we can step into our power. And that's how I started my business. And I started, you know, building my program, Own Your Story, Change Your Life. And that program is absolutely transformational to what I, my real sweet spot of those mid-career professionals who are at that point, Louise, in their career where they've done it all, right? They've done it all and they kind of feel like they've plateaued or it's just not enough or they're not happy or they're kind of miserable and they just don't know why, like, why should I be miserable? I'm working for a great company. I'm making a great salary, but I'm miserable. And they're always outside looking for an answer. Taking that program over here, going to this workshop there, reading that book. What I realized is the answer is inside you. The answer is right in here. And it's through your stories. It's through discovering those things that truly make you uniquely you and the things that just light you up. And Louise, that when those stories are rediscovered and owned, I have watched my clients just shine. I mean, make decisions in their own power, in their own standing, like nothing can get in their way because it's like, this is who I am. I'm ready to take this on. And it's, it's so powerful to see what can happen with stories. And then once this happens, well, they end up getting an arsenal of a lot of stories, as is <laughs> right? You know, I mean, I mean, it's amazing the things they find. But then once they 
do this, then it's interesting how it then moves into their stage presence. Because mm. FYI, life is a stage. It truly is. You could be, we're all on stage all the time. Whether you're walking into a room you know, of colleagues or whether you're on a Zoom call or a job interview or going to an event and standing on stage. We're always on stage, but are you bringing your full self to it? Are you being able to be you on stage or is it a question? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, I, um, I, I think of all the people that I work with and, and, and the correlation between, you know, sort of what you bring, um, cause we've worked together here, you know, and, and I, I, I agree. I, I watch people when we get them back to their authentic self, to their soul truth, mm-hmm. and then you add the power of the story. Their presence is different. They show up different on a daily basis, whether it is wherever they're walking into a room or a Zoom call or whatever. Um, You do show up differently. And it's a practice. It's also a practice of how to show up. Yep. It is is such a practice. In fact, it's so interesting. And I know you do similar things like this with your clients. One thing I love, and it works all the time, is when they go through the Own Your Story, Change Your Life program. It's, it's, a, it's a 10 session program. And we, we tap into like what their emotional satisfaction DNA is, which is basically what are your non-negotiables? What are the things you are must have that you must have in your life and your career? You know, identifying those, identifying your unique values, your unique traits. It's amazing how many people really don't know. And then tapping back into those stories. You know, we're doing this through all these, pro, you know, through the process. And then by the time we get at the very end, they almost have what I call their personal Bible. Because I present every single week, I summarize all the findings of that week. And when we get to the ninth session, I present them with that. And it's basically their life story, but all of their findings. And what's powerful about that, because you're right, Louise, it's a practice. Mm-hmm. Every time, because when we get done with the program, it's not like the program's over. It's like, uh-uh, we set a 90-day goal. That's like, okay, what is, where do you want to be 90 days from now? What's that breakthrough goal, right? Whatever it is. And we set up a map for that 90 days. And it's just like, let's do this kind of thing. And it's so powerful. And they have that summary of who they are, all those discoveries they made over the last 10 weeks. They're armed with that. So any of those times when you run into that, oh, I don't know, what am I doing? Look that up. Look at, look at that Bible. That is you, you know, and it is just, it's a practice. Like when those days come, read that, take a step forward. And it's amazing how they're able to stay on course because this is them. Right. You're right. Right. Right? Back to their truth. It's their true self. When you get back to your true self. And of course I do that with the brain system. So, so a different doorway in, if you will, and, um, and, and the, and the, the tools that you teach too, and what you're doing um, with people are so powerful. You gave us some tips today on, Mm. but I also want to hear about some of the challenges that you have, you know, so if we're talking about story here and you're getting people's like biblical story in a sense, their life story, Mm. um, what about Aaron? What have been some of your challenges in your life for your business that are part of your story? Well, I would think probably the biggest challenge I had 
prior to this, um, me starting this business was making the decision, the hard decision that the time for me in my corporate job was over. It was a huge decision. And I would be very honest with you, Louise, and tell you it probably took me, I'm going to say two years, two and a half years, probably to actually make the leap. It wasn't like that. I knew it. I knew the time was coming, um, but it was difficult because in my, I loved my agency. I was with them for quite a long time. It was like a little family and we did, we had so much fun. We really did. It was such a blast to work for this company. I loved my team, loved the man who owned um, the company. I mean, he was just so supportive, but we really started having major transformations happen in the whole area of marketing and, and creative agencies. A lot of that was from technology and also offshoring and things like that. So we started seeing our business changing very rapidly. And suddenly, Louise, the fun was going away. The mm-hmm. things that lit me up, the creativity, the camaraderie, the, the working in teams, the clients. I loved clients. That was my, my sweet spot was clients and um, relationships. And it was going away. But I still love this place and I still try to hold it together. And that was my job, right? That's how I felt. Sure. Keep right. this place together. And, and that's probably why I hung in probably a little too long, longer than I probably should have looking back, hindsight, right? Story, right? But, mm-hmm. but that was a really, really difficult decision. Um, and I, when I look back, I know that I did it very methodically. And I will say it was painful. There were days I was in tears. There were days say, I was I'm lost. hearing grief. Like you would have to guess grieving the loss. Yes. Of, you know, of yes. this, this corporate job that you've had for so many years. Yes. And it made it harder because you love the people and you love parts of it. Exactly. So it's harder to let it, to let it go. What advice would you give somebody who's going through the same situation? I would tell them to listen to their heart. Mm-hmm. Listen. Sometimes we don't listen. Our intuition is always trying to lead us. Listen to it. Don't be afraid of it. Um, I look back, Louise, and every single time I look at what my intuition was telling me, I know I was afraid. And so my fear held me back. So that primitive brain, you know, <laughs> clicks in and, uh, right. and, um, and I look back and I realize no, my intuition was actually trying to lead me. It was trying to say it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say also allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself the time mm-hmm. to grieve. Um, I don't think we're really good about that in our society. And I have to say the grieving process is cathartic and it's extremely empowering. Because mm-hmm. I can say that through it all, I look back now, I'm on the other side mm-hmm. and oh, I'm so grateful to be here. And I'm also really grateful that I allowed myself that um, time to grieve. I also gave myself forgiveness. 
And that's a big one too, Louise. And I know you teach that. It's like, yeah, you know what? Um, I had a very wise, wise man uh, in my life. Um, He's a mentor really, um, who had always said to me when I say, gosh, I should have done, you know, that we all have that. I should have done this way back when. And he had said this many times in my life. He says, Aaron, you didn't have the capacity at the time to do that. And that's such a good way to see rather than hindsight's 2020. It's like, oh God, I should have made that change so much longer ago. You can say that today because of your experience and wisdom of where you are today. But when you're back in that place, back 10, 15, 20 years, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you didn't have the capacity then. It's a way of sort of forgiving yourself um, and realizing the past is perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? That was very well said, Erin. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, when I think about the challenging times that we've had in our lives, the change that you made from, you know, corporate to creating your amazing business, mm-hmm. um, all of those challenging times teach us something about soul, yes. spirit, yes. you know, your intuition, your connection, your connection yes. to God, whatever God is for you. Um, and also it affects our brain. So I think about the brain and the grieving process there too. And so mm-hmm. it affects, it affects both, you know, mm-hmm. it affects the brain, it affects the soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it's always magical to hear how people pull through that. Yes. We learn from each other. We learn in conversation. Yeah. You know? So that's why I'm asking you the questions because I yeah. know there's people here listening and we hope that you're gleaning something here from the wisdom you know, that Aaron is sharing today, because it's, it's, it's amazing wisdom. Um, yeah. and, and we yeah. can feel your heart as you share it, you know, too. Um, yeah. and, and where you are now, you know, so where you are now, it's so delicious, right? Um, you stepped, you know, away from that, you've created this amazing business. Um, what motivates you now? What gets you up in the morning, gets you excited? You know, what, I tell you what gets me excited is knowing that, well, one, the fact that I, I trusted myself to create this business. I mean, if you had asked me four years ago, would you ever create a business? I'd be absolutely not. Are you crazy? I don't want to be talking about, you know, (laughs) And, uh, and though I will say, Louise, that for many years when I was at the agency, I can't tell you, I had uh, two very close colleagues who I adore. I see them all. I, I, we see each other on Zoom because uh, they're not here. Um, but they used to say, so when are you going to create your own company? Aren't you going to create your own company? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, who, what are you crazy? <laughs> you know, because my brain's thinking, I don't want to create a creative agency. Like that was my brain, right? Because I was living in the world of creative agencies, not realizing that there was so much more beyond creative agencies. And I I never could have seen that. And I'll tell you the day that it started, when I started needling or thinking that, oh, I might could do my own thing was a couple months after I left corporate America, I had a huge package. So I was like, for the first time in my life, I literally didn't have to work for like a year. So I was like, I get to take time. And, um, and I remember three months in a very close girlfriend of mine was asking me, so what do you think you're going to do next? I mean, because I know lots of people like in 
the world of advertising and creative agencies and stuff. And, you know, I, I can introduce you. And I remember looking at her, I said, the one thing I know I'll never do again is work at an agency. And, and Louise, it just came <laughs> out of my mouth. I never thought about it. It was just like, holy cow. But what was so cool about that decision is that it was so final and, and it was so true that I literally said, okay, put it over there. I never looked back. And it was also kind of a scary moment too, Louise, because at that point I was like, well, heck, everybody looks on me on LinkedIn would see my thing and say, well, she's an agency person. Doesn't she want to work at an agency? Isn't our agency's going to want to work with her (laughs) thinking who's going to want to work with me, you know? And I just remember that was just this brief moment. And that was really the start of well, maybe I might do my own thing. And so I think my two girlfriends had always seen something that I couldn't see in myself Mm -hmm. at the time that Mm -hmm. you should be doing your own thing, you know? Um, So that was, that was kind of, that's exciting. It's that I actually, I actually did this. I built this company. So that gets me out of bed. Um, And also just being able to guide people in finding their story and watching them shine, Louise, just makes me, I don't know, I just, I just smile and I just feel so grateful for one, them trusting me, but also that, you know, God, the world gave me this incredible passion and wisdom and knowledge on how honest and true story is to all of us and that it's so transformative and that I've known that since I was three years old. Like I, because I always wanted to be an actor, right? So stories driven acting, but also, and my sisters always said this to me ever since I was three years old, but all the way to today, if I hear a song, I hear the lyrics first because I'm always looking for the story, okay? I've always been about story and never in my wild imagination could I ever have thought that I could create a business where story was the driving factor of it. And it was going to be the transformative thing for people. And it is, it's such a, it's, I I just am so grateful for it. It's just like, my God. We see, we see it in you, Erin, and that's just so delightful in the story that you just shared with us about what you knew at three years old. Yeah. You know? So that's, yeah. that's very cool. Um, I tell the story that when I was, uh, when I was young, my, my best friend and I, we played school. So I taught her everything that I knew. She ended up <laughs> skipping a grade and we were in the same class together. So at age six, I was a pretty darn good little teacher. Um, wow. And we also played spy. So oh, I, sp- I play spy too. The house was our headquarters. And so we would spy on my brother and his friends. And so <laughs> watch what your kids do because I became a teacher and That's she funny. became a cop. No, really? <laughs> <laughs> so when you think of story and what you just shared, you know, at three, you kind of knew you were going to do something with story. And here you get to do your passion in such a beautiful way and help so many yeah. people. Um, you know, so many other entrepreneurs now, you know, our corporate, yes. corporate clients move yes. into that, you know, get, that. get their story and, and yeah. move into doing their own thing, just like you did. 
How yeah. beautiful is that? Yeah. You know, Aaron, I'm curious because you have so much passion and beautiful enthusiasm for what you do. Um, how do you also stay at your best when you're serving all your clients? What do you do to stay at your best? You know what I do every morning um, and it's really a powerful practice for me um, is when I get out of bed, I get up and I, right now I'm so lucky because it's warm here. I, I actually go out to the porch, but if not, it's usually the living room, but I, I journal um, a three pages. So I did the artist way many, many years ago, which I loved. And there's a whole practice of morning notes. So I, I take I do my morning notes in some respects to Louise it's morning notes, but it's also self-coaching. I'm really writing down everything that's in my, you know, just brain dump. Right. But what's so interesting when you do morning notes too, is by the time you get to page one and a half, you're starting to have some wisdom and some really beautiful ahas happening. And, and all you do is write, you never stop writing. And so a lot of times it ends up being self-coaching, like, okay, what's the thought today? What's the feeling today? What's what might get in the way today and really start to work on kind of that idea of be present today. Cause one thing I've learned being an entrepreneur is you need to stay in the present. You mm -hmm. can't back, right? Like, oh, I should have done more. I can't believe I didn't do more six months ago. And you can't look too far in the future. You can, you know, do your business plan for the year, right? And you know the milestones, but don't be like, oh my God, October's just around the corner. Oh, what am I going to do? No, stay in the present and take those steps every day to get you to whatever that milestone goal is for the year. So I, I'm really, really, focus on staying present. And that's why those notes are really important. Um, just keep me moving. And then I do my great, my gratitude journal, always write the three things I'm most grateful for. And then this is the fun part. So then I go upstairs and I go into my fabulous shower <laughs> and I turn on musical theater, the music. Oh. I, I listen to musical theater. <laughs> that's great. So I start my morning off singing or listening to some new piece. And it's amazing how many pieces of new music I have learned just by doing that, that, you know, cause you can't know all the musical theater stuff. Right. But it, I, I don't listen to the news. I do not turn the news on in the morning. Um, it doesn't serve me. It really doesn't. But what happens is by listening to the musical theater, I am, you know, I'm listening to all my favorites, picking up some new tunes, singing, putting my makeup on, doing whatever, you know, getting ready. And by the way, I do get dressed every day, like even through the whole pandemic, uh -huh. never once did I go to work in my sweats. Never. It was just like, Oh, I, cause I love to get dressed anyway, but I always want to look good and professional, but I will listen to musical theater until I'm done until I come down to my office. And Louise, I am telling you that has been so transformative for me. I, it, it is amazing. I could walk in here. I'm excited and I'm able to like, okay, what is the goals today? You know, okay, let's get these three things done or whatever it is. But because it was very creative mm -hmm. and I tapped into what fills me up. Yes. It changes your day. Great. It really great. does. Yeah. Great, great yeah. tip, Erin. And I, yeah. I love that. And, you know, and that, again, we, you know, we want to encourage all of you to customize your little morning. Routine, yes. Right. Yeah. Find out what fills you up. 
yeah sharing what fills her up and what a beautiful way and I can just yeah. see you in the shower singing exactly. you know, I love that yeah <laughs> So much fun. (laughs) That's just so great. Wow. We just want to take a, not not a peek into the shower, but we want to hear your voice. So I saw a little voice detector in that room. (laughs) (laughs) Little microphone in the shower. Yeah, a little microphone in that room. Um, Yeah, yeah, we're going to have John bug the room. Um, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's so good. Oh my gosh. All right, we're going to switch gears here too and and just kind of ask a couple of kind of rapid fire questions. What do you do in your downtime? So what does Erin like to do in her downtime? Oh my goodness, Uh, my downtime. Well, love to spend time with John. You know, my husband, John and I, like we just love spending time together. It doesn't matter what we're doing, cooking, you know, going out. It doesn't matter. We just, I just love spending time with him. Um, And, you know, I love to work out. Um, I'm so grateful it's summer, well, spring and summer, because I'm out in our beautiful yard. I love gardening, love to hang out with friends. I mean, I just, and my family, my family's not here, but you know, um, we do a lot of Zooming, but I am very family and friend oriented. And I just love time with friends. I love getting together for coffee. I mean, Louise, like, you know, you and I, I too bad we're 2000 miles away because we yeah. do coffee at least once a week. We'd be hanging for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I listen to music and oh, and I, I, oh my God, how could I forget? I, I'm a huge television and film buff. I actually majored in TV and film. So I am, if there's a really good series and I only watch really good series and God knows there's a lot of great content out there or a fabulous movie. I will just sit down and just take it all in. Cause again, Louise, all about story. I just love it. You love the story. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I totally, I love that. Now I just want to share story after story after story. I'm getting me excited here. <laughs> Who have been some of your early mentors? Some of my early mentors. Okay. I don't know how far back I want to go. I, or I should go. Can I go back as far as I want? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you could have been five, you know, maybe it's your mom, your dad. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, definitely my parents. I mean, my parents for sure, both my mom and dad instilled such a strong worth work ethic. Um, and also just a love of family you know, mm-hmm. and a love of caring for others that really came from both my parents. And I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say there's one teacher from fourth grade, Mrs. Show. Now, most kids in my fourth grade class would think I was bananas right now by saying this because she was kind of crazy, but she really wasn't. She was an artist. And she let us do the most amazing things in her classroom. Like we didn't sit in desks. Like she had carpet. I mean, had desks, but we barely were there. She made her room just this magical place. And I got to be the artist that I was. I was an oddball in my family. I truly was. And I was kind of the free spirit. And she allowed me to be a free spirit. And she tapped into my love of music and theater. And she was an actress herself. And she just made me feel just like I in this cozy cocoon. It was the greatest 
For me, my mother disliked her immensely, felt I learned nothing, absolutely nothing, but I did get straight A's. So, you know, <laughs> so, but she, I will never forget her because she really, she nurtured that part of me that was not really nurtured a whole lot. Yes. It was kind of frowned upon. So that was nice. Um, and then I would say Dr. Win, um, Winter from my uh, senior project. I did a television um, uh, show that actually won a student Emmy. Um, and he was such, he was hard. He was hard. He was hard on us, but he supported my vision and supported everything I was trying to do. And when I did my, I mean, we did full blown, full blown production, Louise. I had a write, direct and wow. produce this thing. I had a hire actor, SAG actors, the whole bit. I was in LA. And, and when it was over and I turned in my final report, like he's there with a day on producing this show, he is literally in the back of the room and he is critiquing every single thing I'm doing. I have a full crew out in the studio. I mean, he's, and he, I'm like, oh my God, you know, the day it's over, he hands me back my report. I got an A plus, like they don't give A pluses in college. Okay. A plus, And he said, what a pleasure. Oh, that what was just a statement. And I'm like, yeah. and it was such an honor and nobody in the class got that. I mean, it was like, he just saw something in me that he saw my work ethic. He saw my creativity. He saw how I worked with people. Like he could not believe how cohesive everything was. He couldn't believe how great the, and I had a huge cast. I had like 20 actors. He couldn't believe how well it was run. He was just incredibly impressed. And he really, I, I so appreciated everything about him because he really encouraged me where others were not. I had that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say I have a wonderful mentor coach here, Cheryl Lightsu, who came into my life when I was at the, uh, uh, at the agency and I was just moving into leadership. I was becoming a VP and I knew I wanted I needed some leadership coaching. I, I, I met her and I'm like, I need to, I need to work with her. And I talked to my boss into it. He goes, sure, whatever, do it. And she ended up helping me. She was my coach for gosh, three or four years. She took me from the VP. Like I made me just an incredible leader there, helped me transition and helped me build this company. Oh, and that's she, so just, awesome. she believed in me. And I, if it wasn't for her, if I didn't have that guidance, and again, Louise, this is such a great point right now that, that we're talking about for all you entrepreneurs out there and, and actually anybody in business, always, always surround yourself with great mentors and great coaches. I have never been without a coach since then because man, I know I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her. I know that. Yeah, you have done such, and thank you for sharing your story of mentorship with us and teachers in your life, yeah. um, the power of that for, for all of us. And, and I agree, I've always had a coach. Really powerful, mentor, right? or, You know, mentor, teacher, coach um, that I've worked with too. That's how I keep growing. Yeah. And of course, you're an amazing coach. So <laughs> that's how we keep that's how we yes. keep, keep growing. And you can yeah. be your own coach for a little while, I guess. 
Yeah. There's been transition times that I can think of, but yeah, um, but yeah beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, what would be your number one, like brain hack brain tip that we can leave our audience with today? Um, I would say, Hmm, that's a really good question because I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were just saying earlier. Mm-hmm. It's really, um, when you first get up in the morning, put yourself first, Hmm. put yourself first. For me, it's the journaling. It's the great, the the gratitude journal moving directly. And it's me. I'm by myself. I'm doing this. I'm not focusing on any, I'm not checking email. I'm not looking at the news. I'm not looking at Facebook. It's like, I just stay on course until I'm done with that. And by putting myself first, Mm-hmm. allows me then to serve my clients, to be present in my marriage, to be a good friend, a good sister, good, you know, good sister, my brothers and sisters. I think that's, that is such a powerful um, finding for me. When I realize when we put ourselves first, we serve people so much better. We can't, ignore ourselves beautiful tip yeah great tip thank you for sharing that with us sure yeah that was so awesome well Erin thank you for sharing your wisdom today you know and the power of story you know and your story your journey you know with us today and I know that you have a, a free gift for our audience how can we get that gift was it the one on story the secrets to the powerful story? yes the secrets to yes. powerful stories what i do is i have five essential steps mm-hmm. uh, in this document to help you craft and tell compelling stories that will impact your audience and it's it's they're great tips so if you're out there wanting to learn how to put your stories together and make them really impactful you'll love this little tool it's great it's really great Uh, Well, we'll put the link, you know, we'll put the link below. And then how can people get in touch with you? Well, they can go to my website, which uh, is uh, Inspiration Squared. And Squared is S-Q-R-D. So inspirationsquared.com. And you can also find me on um, Facebook, LinkedIn, as well as Instagram. Um, I do some fun stories on Instagram. And and it's Inspiration Squared on uh, Instagram. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Erin. This has just been such a pleasure catching up with you and and sharing um, the power of story today and power of presence. So we wish you all a great day, everyone. Until next time, have an awesome one. Thank you, Louise. What a blast. Thank you. (laughs) It was.